I decided that I wanted to be a personal trainer. So I went through that process and I just, through that, really felt like I had to be a certain kind of person. I had to be super skinny and fit and put all the right things into my body at all the right time. And it really um, distorted my relationship with food. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positively Joy, a podcast on searching for the light all around us in all seasons of life. We look for God in the everyday and choose joy even in the hard times. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and I'd love for you to become a part of our online podcast family and join our Positively Joy community on Facebook. Visit PositivelyJoy.com for previous episodes and to check out our cool merch. And listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go for podcasts. We drop episodes Monday and Thursday. And if you like, leave us a rating and a review. It helps us show up for more people in the listings. So we thank you and on with the show. This week, it's all about health, healthy eating and healthy moving. The episodes you'll hear this week were recorded in November or pre-Thanksgiving, but I really thought that the messages and the tips and tricks that you'll hear from our guests will help us as we are moving into the holidays and Christmas and New Year's eating with our loved ones can be really enjoyable, but sometimes get us into trouble. So today we will hear from Stephanie DeVries of Beautifully Balanced Fitness. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Hi, Ed. So happy to be here. Yeah. So I'm really interested in this topic because like a lot of women, I do struggle with overeating. And, you know, I once had a book titled, now don't laugh, Help Lord, the Devil Wants Me Fat. (laughs) I really felt, and this is when I was a, I was probably my twenties or thirties. And I I really felt like the enemy was derailing all my efforts to be healthy. And you say that you were once enslaved by food, now set free by Christ. So can you explain a little bit of that and kind of what brings you to where you are today? Mm -hmm, Of course. I'll give you kind of the short version here. It was many years of my life. So I'll try to summarize it, but um, as a child, my relationship to food was pretty good, and then I decided that I wanted to be a personal trainer, so I went through that process, and I just, through that, really felt like I had to be a certain kind of person. I had to be super skinny and fit and put all the right things into my body at all the right time, and it really... Um, distorted my relationship with food to the point where I was taking ADHD medication just to suppress my appetite. I was going all day without eating. And um, it got to the point where I was diagnosed with anorexia and had to go into a treatment program for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so today you are the owner of Beautifully Balanced Fitness and you help Mm -hmm. women find food freedom with biblical based intuitive eating. Right. Um, That's a, I mean, that's a big, a big jump from where you were when you were having these struggles. Mm -hmm. Um, What, what brought you here? So throughout my recovery, I, 
you know, I still had a relationship with God, but I just was not letting him into that part of my life at all. It was like a, a wall was up and God could be in this part of my life, but he was not in my recovery and he was not in anything to do with food. And yeah, so it was, I know as Christians, you know, we try to do that and it never works, right? <laughs> so over time through my recovery process, I, I discovered something called intuitive eating, which to me was this beautiful open door where there was no rigidity, no rules, no meal plans. And as soon as I learned about intuitive eating, I thought this is biblical. This mm. is how God wants us to eat. And it's, it's just about using those cues that God gave us, our hunger, our fullness. And, you know, just like the cues that we have to go to the bathroom, we honor those cues and honor God with those cues as well. So I wanted to make this into something that I could help other women with to, to take that concept of intuitive eating and then adding in all the biblical truths that back it up. Wow. So for me, and I think probably a lot of women like me, we don't always trust our intuition when it comes to food. We don't trust that our bodies can tell us, okay, I've had a great meal. And so now I'm going to stop. I'm going to push my, my plate back. No, I don't need that extra helping. No, I don't need those chocolate peanut clusters <laughs> um, right now anyway. Um, so if we don't trust ourselves with, the, with our intuition, how can we get there? Mm-hmm. Um, well, like you say, it's hard to trust yourself because the diet industry wants it to be that way. That is their ultimate goal. They want you to say, I can't trust myself around food. I need keto to do it for me, or I need Weight Watchers to take the reins. Here you go. Tell me what to eat. Tell me when to eat it. I don't know what to do with my body. So that is how so many women feel you're not alone because that is how diet culture wants you to feel. So learning how to trust your body again can be a process. Um, in my online course, we go through that step-by-step, step, take you through the healing process and take you through really the basics and fundamentals of finding those cues again, which you do still have. They might be deep down there. Diet culture shoves them down, but you do have them and you can learn to hear those cues again. Mm. And you found food freedom through your beliefs, right? And through, and through the Bible. That's right. Wow. Yeah. So where in the Bible can we, can we get that encouragement or that inspiration? I think you, I think you have a, a, a verse that you stand on and I think it's really interesting your interpretation. Mm -hmm. So the verse I love is John 10, 10. And many of you might know this one, um, hearing it in other contexts, but it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And honestly, when I think back on the times when I was deep in my eating disorder, in diet culture, I can't think of better words to describe what was happening to me. And Satan uses diets and obsession with food in our bodies to steal our time to steal our joy, our energy, to steal our, our purpose, why we're here on this earth, because we're so focused on ourselves. And to kill, ultimately, those things will kill us and they'll destroy our life. And then God says that, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. 
And what when you hear the word abundantly, don't you just think of Thanksgiving dinner and the feasts they had in the Bible after their times of famine? And I just think that's what God wants for our whole lives. He doesn't want us to have abundance in one area, but be starving ourselves. Yeah. He wants abundance for us in every area. Wow. Wow. Okay. So let's go back a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, describe your walk with faith when you were going through your eating disorder. And um, can, you, can you recall the time um, when, you, when you realized that you needed, you needed help? Mm-hmm. So throughout the process of my recovery, I had a team of people behind me. And like I said, I had blocked God out at that point. I said, you know, it's, it almost felt too vulnerable to have him in that area of my life. I just wasn't ready yet. And eventually I remember one night vividly, I had a binge as a session of binge eating, which I also struggled with at that time. And I was in my closet in my room and I just broke down. And it was one of the first times that I had, like, I felt so stoic through the whole thing and that I was using food instead of emotion. And finally I broke down and I said, God, you are the only one who can help me with this. My whole team of dietitians, counselors, professionals, They have a job too, but Lord, you are the only one I can lean on and trust through this process. And that wall came down and it's never been the same since then. Oh my goodness. Amen. (laughs) That is what, I mean, the way you've described that, it's just that transformation is amazing. And it almost sounds like a transformation that you might hear from someone who was in the throes of addiction or an out or an alcoholic. Um, Mm-hmm. leaning on God and saying, God, just, you know, tearing all the walls down and say, here, I want to give you this and only you can help me. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't always think about food in that way because we have to eat. You know, we, yeah. we don't yeah. have to drink alcohol and we don't have to take drugs, but we have to eat. And we so have true. to figure out our relationship with food because it's a, it's necessary. Sometimes I feel like it's a necessary evil, but it's but because it's necessary. <laughs> Um, but as far as I guess I shouldn't say it's necessary evil because like you said, he wants things for us abundantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He wants us to enjoy our food. He wants us to sit down in front of a bowl of pasta and be like, thank you, God. This is delicious. I love this. No guilt. <laughs> yeah. No guilt. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other part of your program is moving joyfully. And I love that because mm-hmm. of course this is positively joy. Um, So what does that look like? So that is a smaller portion of the program, but because I'm a personal trainer, I still have a passion for fitness. I really do. Um, But the fitness industry is so, so bombarded by do this fitness program so you can look like this. And I really don't think that's God's purpose for us exercising either and moving our bodies. And joyful movement is all about just moving in a way that actually makes you happy, makes you feel good, is sustainable. If that's for you, if that's dancing, walking, I've heard someone say, if that's rolling around on the floor, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's not such rigidity. If you are the person that likes lifting dumbbells and going for runs, then 
like by all means go for it but that's not a lot of us and then we feel discouraged by exercise and like exercise is the enemy or maybe we were forced to do it and have a bad relationship with it so I guess joyful movements just recovering from that as well okay wow <laughs> so imagine you are talking to you know a young woman maybe a teenager uh, and through those teenage years, there can be so many struggles tied to food and to body image. Um, can you relate to any of that? And what would you tell a young woman today? Ooh, it's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that. I think we all can, right? And it's probably getting worse with everyone being online and girls seeing all that stuff at such a younger age. Um, yeah, I would just honestly tell them, you know, God did not put you on earth with the purpose of being beautiful. Sure, like that can be fun, but you know, your purpose is so much more. You have so much value, no matter what you look like, inside out. And don't let any of that stuff keep you in chains because you are just, you are here for so much and for such a great purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you say beautiful, you probably mean the beauty standard, because I, I believe that God finds all of us beautiful and he created us in his image. So I, I think he finds us beautiful, but you're probably talking about, uh, and I would normally say the American beauty standard, but I would say it's probably global. Now. <laughs> I think it's probably the same standard here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's tough yeah. because even, even though sometimes we see, magazines um, feature what they call a plus size model, but even that plus size model is smaller than, than some, some women. Yeah. Uh, but we see that sometimes and we see um, like, like when um, Tyra Banks uh, reality show on modeling was on and occasionally she would have um, again, what's considered plus size models. So we sometimes see that, but I think teenagers most of the time see a very small woman with a very thin waist, with that thigh gap, which I simply don't understand why that's a thing. Um, and they think I need to look like that. And like you said, we're home more now because of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. we're, they're, so, they're exposed to a lot of media. And I come from a media background, so I'm not bashing media, but there's just a lot for them to see, sometimes unsuper- unsupervised, sometimes supervised. Mm-hmm. It's it's really, really tough. And I think sometimes we have to speak to the parents and if we can get this message to them, then they can model it and communicate it to their children. I think that's huge. I think um, a lot of my clients actually, their negative relationship with food started from watching their mom on a diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that modeling portion is absolutely huge. I agree. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so I saw a post that you had that said, what, what do you do if you overate today? What's next, right? Because yeah. a lot of times when we overeat or we eat something that we feel like we shouldn't have, we feel like the whole day is wrecked. So I might as well just go crazy. Right. Um, yeah. So but what do we do? So, so we, we, we're in that instance and, we, and we're beginning to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of going to God, we're beginning to feel guilty and, and, and judge ourselves. So in that moment, what should we do? In that moment. So you're talking right after you ate whatever you didn't want to eat. The whole, okay. sleeve, the whole sleeve of Oreos. All right. You ate the whole <laughs> sleeve of Oreos. Okay. I've been there. 
So first of all, I just be gracious with yourself and know, first of all, we've all eaten the whole sleeve of Oreos. It's okay. <laughs> and then secondly, just to realize that there is a reason why this happened. It's not because you have poor self-control. It's not because you're weak. Those are the things that diet culture will tell you. But there is a deeper reason for this happening. Um, so just being curious about that reason instead of judgmental. Did you have a bad day? Are your kids crazy? Um, are you mad at your coworker? I don't know what it might be. Maybe even, um, yeah, maybe you've been restricting your food all day and your body's saying like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I need to eat right now. So it could be so many things and just being curious about what might, might have happened rather than saying, oh, I'm, I'm so ashamed, I'm so weak. Those things are gonna do no good for us, right? And then just after all that, you just have to move on. Eat normally for the rest of your day, eat normally the, the next day. And if you, if you tend to restrict after instances like that, chances are you'll binge again. Mm -hmm. It moves cyclically. So. Yeah. So moving on is a huge key component. Um, if any of you struggle with that and you want to talk to me more about particular circumstances, I would love to go over that with you. Maybe try to seek out and find the reason um, that you binge or that you overeat, um, anything like that. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. Okay. And where can people find you? Um, best place is on Instagram. It's beautifully dot balanced dot fitness that's my tag um i also have a website beautifully balanced fitness.com so you can find me at either of those places uh, please don't hesitate to reach out uh, i love to talk to women and um don't be ashamed of what you're going through either you're so not alone <laughs> that's a message i think we really all need to hear yeah. And when we're looking into the future, one day when we'll be able to travel again, I know you, I know you have some ideas about how to eat while traveling. So while we probably can't use this advice right now, I'm hopeful and I know God's going <laughs> to see us through this. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and, and frankly, I think if we can figure out how to eat well while traveling, we can probably apply that to our everyday anyway. So um, if, we, if we do get to travel again, and I'm sure we will, why I is, so. yeah, I do too. Why is that always such a big issue with us? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so traveling, um, you know, it's difficult for a lot of people. And I see this in my own family members sometimes, but if you are a dieter, um, some, you know, some of us are lifetime dieters. Some people have been dieting off and on for 20, 30 years. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so you go on vacation and most people's first instinct is either, what am I going to do? What am I going to eat? They're not going to have my diet foods. It's going to be miserable. Or I'm going on vacation and I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. This is my time. I'm going to just eat until I'm stuffed. I'm going to eat everything in front of me. And I don't think either of those answers are helpful to us. I think if you don't go and enjoy your food, you're going to be disappointed and miserable. If you go and you overeat the whole time, you're going to feel guilty when you come home, right? Right. So just knowing that 
when you're on vacation. Maybe there's some new, interesting, cool foods, but you don't have to eat them all, right? Pick foods that really look good to you. Enjoy them mindfully. Mindfully eating is a huge part of our program as well. Super important for feeling satisfied after a meal. So enjoy those foods mindfully and then move on because you don't want to spend your vacation feeling stuffed and sluggish either, right? Right. Yeah. So I think just it's always the middle ground. Just asking, what do I feel like eating? Am I hungry? Where am I on the hunger scale? Which is on my website if you want to have a look. And when should I stop eating? And you can use that hunger scale again to see okay, I'm feeling pretty full. Here's what I feel physically. It's a good time to stop and I'm satisfied. I think, again, I think that if we can apply that to just our everyday, we would be in a much better place. Thank you so much. This has been great. I've learned a lot and I hope that, I know that uh, my listeners will learn a lot from this. So we appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you having me so much. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. You've been listening to Positively Joy. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come on over to our website, PositivelyJoy.com. You can listen to past episodes. You can download a free teachable called Five Ways to Choose Joy. See our merchandise, cool t-shirts with our new logo. We've got a lot going on at PositivelyJoy.com. So we hope to see you there. Farewell for now.